Hi everyone, it's Scott here and I'm giving you the next instalment of the Gay Best Friends podcast. I hope we're all excited. Um, on this episode, we are going to be talking about how Scott, aka the Morty, got dumped on Valentine's Day. Yep. I'm afraid to say I did. I got dumped on Valentine's Day and it wasn't pretty, let's put it that way. And you want to stick around to find out what I've done, not in retaliation, but to recover, shall we say. Um, But yeah, and the message I'd like everyone to take away from this episode is when things seem too perfect, like too good to be true, it probably isn't true. So take from that what you will listen to my little episode my little story i have a feeling it might be a long one so you may want to grab like a cup of coffee a tea a champagne if it's if it's five o'clock somewhere um (laughs) yeah so grab a drink it's gonna be a long one and i hope you all enjoy it and as i said remember to take that message away if it's too good to be true it probably is so did I say that right? Yeah, you know what I mean. It probably isn't true. Well, oh, fuck, Scott, let's just get in with it, okay? One, two, three, let's do this. <laughs> so it all started way back in November, the start of November 2019. I got speaking to this person on um, a dating app, and I'm not going to mention their name just out of like, respect, but um, yeah, so I got chatting with this person. Like the picture seems so it looked so hot and yeah it was just always really good we chatted quite well we got on um I got to know him he got to know me he got to know I love champagne vertically cool my favorite <laughs> all that I got to know like how he had like a really good job good set of morals had his own house and like a bit of a family man eh? like an all-round sort of family man like he had a niece and a nephew and he just like loved the socks off them and that sort of aspect of him I quite like that really like struck a chord I liked that about him like that was quite attractive appealing and not that that's that's the main thing I look for but that's just a thing I like and for the first month we spoke all the time like literally all the time not all like not all the time but we spoke a lot and like even down to the point where like I was going out to parties and I had a bit of an issue with an outfit and I had to quickly dash into town and get a, uh, get a brand new outfit for that night and I told him all about it and he's like, oh, let's see the outfit when you get it, like, let me see you wear it. So I sent him the pictures and like he loved the outfit. I was going out to my friend's birthday party in town and he loved it. And like all these like min- many things, like, oh, let's see your outfit, I want to see it, like all these like nice wee things and then compliments afterwards, it was just really nice. It like, it just left, left like a nice taste in your mouth, like you just like, oh, this is nice, I like this. And so, yeah, we spoke for like from the start of November to sort of the week before Christmas. We spoke, we hadn't met, we spoke on the phone a couple of times and we spoke on like mainly on WhatsApp and it was all really well. Like there was no sort of negatives apart from there was one negative and that was just a thing he doesn't do. It's like, see in in a nightclub, I love to dance, right? I love, I just love to like dance and just let, let loose. But he, he's not that sort of person. He's the sort of person that likes to fade into the background, that kind of thing. He's not like, he doesn't really get up and dance or anything. So that that sort of little thing, I was like, mm, I don't really like that. But I didn't let it, I didn't let it like put me off. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, so we arranged to have a date the week before Christmas, the week or a bit before Christmas, and he decided to come to Glasgow. And to save him getting the last train like back to Edinburgh, he just got a really nice hotel suite in Glasgow and thought, do you know what, why not? Like, let's just make a thing of it kind of thing. And that's fair enough. I didn't, like, well, I, I think I know, yeah, I knew he was getting in a hotel suite. Um, and, yeah, so... It was, it was just, I was really looking forward to it, I can't lie, because we spoke and we spoke and sp- spoke. And so on the way into town, I like to go on the day, I took the train. By the way, this night was like rainy AF, like it was so wet outside. So I'll tell you what I wore actually. I wore like a really nice, sorry, it was like a, a All Saints sort of like, t-shirt with like it was like oversized but like it wasn't oversized in the shoulders they were kind of like tight around like the the sleeve area like it was just like a t-shirt right so it was kind of like tight around the sleeve but like the actual body of it was kind of like oversized quite nice and black skinny jeans with my saint loren biker jacket that oh i love this jacket maybe i'll talk to you about it um but i love this jacket it's like a you know the designer saint loren and it's just like a gorgeous big jet. It's beautiful, right? And I wore my nude Chelsea boots with a Burberry scarf and a little, like, it was like a necklace. You know how you get, like, those religious crosses? But I'm not religious, so I call it a tea for tasty. <laughs> so my tea for tasty chain. Um, it was quite a low chain. Um, so that's what I wore and I loved it and I done my hair really nice this night. So, and I'm pretty sure I had blonde hair, like blonde highlights then. And... I was like, I'm doing, like, I'm doing everything I possibly can to make sure I leave the house and his first impression of me is how I look when I leave the house. I'm not going to let the rain get in the way. So I decided to bring the biggest, most yellow, obnoxious golfer's umbrella with me. And, like, I'm not joking you, like, the amount of times I nearly blew away and did a Mary Poppins this night was, like, ridiculous. But I got there intact, let's say, like, I was pretty good I got there in full form and I arrived um I arrived at the hotel I sat in the lobby I gave him a text say oh by the way I'm downstairs I was I was on time I was punctual and I arrived downstairs I said listen I'm downstairs waiting take your time don't worry and he's oh I'm on my way down just now and I was like right okay and 10 minutes later there was still no sign of him and I'm like hmm okay I get it's only be 10 minutes Scott but have you just been stood up? <laughs> so I kind of thought, and I'm like, okay, do you know what? I'll stay until 15. And as soon as I said I'll stay until 15, he appeared. He appeared just at reception, popped out like this, like, door. And, oh my God, wow. Like, he was just, like, he was just everything that I saw and, like, it spoke to. It was, like, there was no catfish thing. There was nothing like that. And see when, see when you see someone... And it's almost like a movie and they're like in slow motion walking towards you. Like that feeling, oh, it was amazing. It was just so nice, right? And I remember what he was wearing, actually. He was wearing, oh God, we're getting so into it now. He was wearing a khaki green sort of leather bomber jacket with a white t-shirt, black jeans, khaki converse, had really nice neat hairstyle and he looked quite fit in it. I'm not going to lie, he looked quite fit. And but he didn't he didn't have like a, a like a hood or nothing like for the rain, and 
he didn't know that I brought this obnoxiously massive yellow umbrella, so he was quite lucky, let's say. <laughs> and yeah, so he came down and I was like, oh my God, where have you been? Like, let me sit here for like 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, I'm so, so sorry. I didn't mean it. I had a bit of an issue. Just as I was leaving, leaving my hotel suite, I checked my outfit and I had toothpaste on one of my t-shirts, like on the t-shirt I was wearing. And I was like, oh, right, okay, that's fine, don't worry. And he's like, yeah, but I had to change. And I was like, right, okay, so that's fine. I completely get it. Um, But at least he apologised and that was the main thing. Um, So we, what we done is we sat in his hotel bar and we had drinks. I remember I had a little uh, cheeky white wine spritz. I can't remember what he had, but it was lovely. And we only had one. And then after that, we went to the Champagne Central for one. We both had champagne, obviously. We had a lot of champagne this night, but wait until you listen, right? So we had champagne for one and um, for one, champagne for two. And Champagne Central was really, really busy. We wanted to stay there for a little bit longer, but we had a reservation for a table at a restaurant. So um, we we tried to like make it as quick as possible because it was just too busy. And we, after that, we went to, where did we go? I can't remember if we went to, I think we went for dinner straight after that. I think we did. Um, Yeah, I think we did. So we went to Barca in Princess Square. And that's like a tapas sort of place. It was lovely. And um, we, I think we spoke, for, like we spoke the full time, like, joked with each other it was just really really nice and we didn't speak too much well we spoke but we didn't speak a lot in champagne central because it was so busy and it was just so loud um so we kind of had a quick drink in there leave dinner chat all the way through dinner we even shared meals and i don't if you know me i don't like to share meal right but we shared meals because it was like kind of like tapas and that was like totally fine i was loving it and we spoke had such a good time and i was kind of thinking Hmm, is the date going to end like after dinner? So I kind of like was like thinking about that. Oh, by the way, also, I, obviously, because I was drinking, I made sure because it was the first date that I had like little water intervals throughout my drinking. So I didn't turn into a complete and utter mess. Not that I'm normally like that, but I, I don't normally go into such states when I drink. But, well, I don't ever go into such states, really. I've only done it once, but that was with friends. But we won't talk about that. We might talk about it one day, but not just now. And um, so I made sure I drank loads of water and made sure I was in top form, that kind of thing. And then I'm pretty sure he paid for dinner when I said, okay, I'm not having any of that, so, like, you're not doing that again, (laughs) basically. And he was like, okay, let's go to the next bar. And I was oh, my God, perfect perfect he wants to stay for longer so we went upstairs to the october bar in princess square and we had porn star and french martinis and that was really nice it was really nice ambiance there was a lot of ambiance this night right and i love ambiance if you know me i love ambiance right and then after that we just kind of kept on going to each bar and then after that we went to the gorgeous spiritualist um in glasgow right next to george's square and in there we had cocktails. I got this really cool sort of ice sculpt, like it was an ice ball, right? And the the cocktail was in the ice ball. It was really cool. And then you're given this little like metal hammer and you've got to smash the ice and then it kind of opens and then your drink's in your gorgeous like little flute. It's cute. And so yeah, he helped me with 
smashing open my ice cube because like mine's was quite tough actually i've got a recording of it but yeah mine's quite tough and he was laughing and all that because i can do it i mean i could do it but i just want him to help me you know uh, be a gen <laughs> but yeah so we done that went spiritualist had cocktails lovely then after spiritualist we went to corinthian and corinthian was bouncing as well like just as much as Champagne Central. Probably because it was like all the like works night outs for Christmas, all that sort of thing. And he ordered me a gin. But I didn't tell him. I, like, I don't think I ever told him I don't really do well with gin. Like, gin is like devil juice, basically, for me. It just doesn't mix well. Like, I can I can have, like, you know, the little cans, but this is, like, the proper gin that you get, like, in a bar. And I, I can't remember the type of gin it was, but it, don't get me wrong, it tasted gorgeous. But when I take the first sip, I can actually feel it go down into my body. Like, it's just, like, awful. And I said, no, I can't do that. I remember it as well. It was, like, an orange, sort of peachy orange gin. It was gorgeous. It tasted gorgeous, but I just couldn't deal with it. Like, I knew I'd be a, I know I'd be a hot mess after that. And I just wasn't willing to do that or not on that date. And I was having such a good time anyway. And he had the same drink as me. So I said, listen, you take my drink. I'm just going to go to the toilet, sort of, like, cool myself down because that, that gin just does that to me it boils me right up to the point where like my face goes red I just don't feel good so what I done was I took a, I went to another bar in the Corinthian I got a sneaky water took it to the toilet and I like a took took down this pint of water and like I looked myself in the mirror and I was like yeah you know what I'm fine I'm having a good night don't worry locked myself in the cubicle and I was like oh, do I feel okay though like am I going to be sick because I could I just mean gin just aren't good right but I was fine I even remember getting up out of the cubicle and I even took a little snap of me a like snap chat video thing and I was like loving the date because I, I sent like I let my friends know I was going on a date so I sent them that video saying it's going really really well I'm really enjoying it because they were like keep us up to date keep us up to date so I did I let them know um so after corinthian because it was corinthian was so busy like corinthian's got like loads of bars like probably about five six bars throughout the full building and like the full place was jam-packed so we were like nah let's move on somewhere else somewhere we can chat a bit more so we ended up going to dell's delmonica's and that was really nice actually it was it was like the perfect combination of busy and not and the music was at the right volume so we could speak and we also so we went in there I think I'd been there before but I think I have yet and we went upstairs to like the mezzanine level and we stood like looking over everyone it was quite nice it was quite sort of like loads of ambiance again it, it was just really nice we had such a good time and like like it was just really nice like it was just gorgeous and no one sort of spoke to us it was just kind of me and him okay there was people around us but we just had such a nice time talking we got to know each other so much better all that sort of thing and then I was sitting thinking god it's like about half 11 at this point I think the date's going to end now and so I kind of got a bit like why is tonight flown by and I can't even like control it like it's what's going on and then he said is Polo not round the corner I went uh uh-huh and um so we went to Polo and that's when I spoke about on the last episode how I had a date in the cabaret room so 
this is the date that I had in the cabaret room and it was a really good like, obviously it was a really good date and this is the person that dumped me on Valentine's Day you know so <laughs> obviously didn't end that well um, but yeah so we ended up going to the cabaret room and we sat had more French martinis, I had a vodka, like the drinks were flowing, I had more water just to keep me a little bit normal <laughs> and it was great, it was, I loved it and we spoke, we spoke for ages and then I was like, do you know what, I'm going to go to the toilet, I need to break the seal now, right? but I never told him that but I just said, excuse me, jump to the loo, I'll be two seconds. So went downstairs uh, to the toilet, done the business, washed my hands, you know, because Covid was just becoming a thing then and went back upstairs to the cabaret room that I still can't remember the name of, by the way. Went upstairs, and by the way, we were sitting at the bar, uh, just like on the corner of the bar, it was quite cute. And went upstairs and sat down, and I was like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm back now. <laughs> Had to go. And he was like, look. And so I looked at him, and I'm like, what? Look at what? And he's like, look. So he was kind of looking towards the bar. So I looked towards the bar, and you'll never believe what he done. He got me an entire bottle of my favourite champagne. So he remembered what my favourite champagne was from like a month ago when we started speaking. He got me my own bottle sitting in the middle of a nightclub, right? Okay, I, okay, it's maybe not a big deal, but I thought it was a big deal, the fact he could remember. And like, he wanted to share it with me. And I was like, oh my god, no one's ever done that for me before, like especially on a date, right? And I was like, wow, that's too much because especially in nightclubs, like the, my bottle of champagne that I like is expensive to begin with. But when you buy it in a fucking nightclub, it's like triple the price, right? It's so expensive. And he done that. Like I was like, no, you need to return that now. You can't do that. And he's like, no, I, I really want to do it. I'm really enjoying my time with you. I want to like, like celebrate it a little bit I was like right okay so we did so we opened the champagne and we drank it and little did we know we got speaking to the people next to us they were also on a date and they were really cute and really nice and all that and we got speaking to them and they we told them oh this is our first date it's your first date that is so crazy and we shared our champagne with them and then um then we went downstairs and obviously if you'd listened to the last episode downstairs in polo is where like the sort of fun is where the dancing is all that sort of thing and I got him up to dance like we were jigging about on the dance floor in polo by the way how good's the word jigging right jigging about on the dance floor in polo and yeah so it was like we had such a good night loved it like literally loved it and we danced for hours then it got really busy in polo and we're like nah do you know what let's leave let's go to the like to your hotel for more drinks so we did we went to the hotel for more drinks so on the way back to the hotel it's quite a long walk from like merchant city back into like the city center of town like because he was staying nearby central a uh, central station so on the way back as you know it was so wet and miserable outside it was just disgusting and thankfully I brought that big obnoxious yellow umbrella with me to keep us looking good and some sort of dry and if you know Glasgow you know where the four corners are and you know that bridge the, like, so central station is above you and that bridge kind of like under uh, Argyle Street um, so that bridge 
is where we had our first little naughty kiss. And to tell you the truth, it was actually quite nice. Like, it was quite cute. The fact that, like, we kind of ran from Polo in the rain underneath the umbrella, got to Four Corners, which, let's be honest, it isn't the nicest place in Glasgow. Like, it's just... If you know if you know Four Corners in Glasgow, you know what Four Corners is like. It's not the prettiest of places. And literally, literally, like, not even around the corner, like, po- like ba- I basically pulled someone outside the middle, outside Four Corners, but it was underneath the bridge, probably outside the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> uh, you know, the chippy. And, yeah, so it wasn't the classiest of places I've pulled someone. Uh, but it, overall, it was lovely because we'd done it underneath the bridge and... We didn't need to use the umbrella, and we were we were, we weren't wet, like we were, we were dry. So it was so it was kind of nice. It was kind of cute and romantic, and yes, yeah, so we went back to the hotel, had some drinks. The night flowed, so it did. It was just so nice. And flash forward to morning, buzz that part out. Flash forward to morning, and we woke up. He paid for late checkout, which I didn't know because we actually laid in through normal checkout to the point where we had to pay for late checkout. So, yeah, so we he paid for late checkout and we got up, we got ready and we went for like a late sort of brunch and we went to Black Ruby's at the House of Fraser and we both caught, um like we, we both caught our trains after that. And I, do you know something? It was kind of like, I don't want it. I don't want him to like kind of go. I want to like him to kind of stay for a couple of days, but you, all good things have to come to an end at some point, you know. So he did. So he caught his train to Edinburgh. I caught my train for the south side, and we parted ways. And then before I knew it, after Christmas, because it was Christmas period. Well, that Christmas especially was really busy for me and for him. So we couldn't really see each other, like straight after Christmas because it was just so busy so we saw each other in the start of January uh, 2020 and I said to him right okay since I took you around my neck of the woods I'm going to come to Edinburgh and you're going to show me your neck of the woods basically um so yeah we did so I went to Edinburgh after work one day he showed me around and it started with a compulsory train toilet selfie classy <laughs> but yeah it started there and little did I know how amazing that night was going to be and like how it was going to go from a naughty little toilet selfie in the train to where I was going to end up so yeah so it started in the toilets at the train took a selfie and got out at Waverley Station and I said to him right okay I'll meet you in Waverley Station I'll be honest I'm not like I don't really know Edinburgh that well like I know where the castle is I know where Harvey Nicks is I know where the dome is all that I only know around Waverley and that's it and let's be honest I don't know anywhere else (laughs) right and so yeah so I met him at Waverley station and he was like where do you want to go first and I says listen I've got a really sore throat I don't know what it is looking back I think it might have been Covid so I'm not sure if it was Covid but it was a really sore throat and I had no clue what it was, and yeah, so it could have been COVID, right? Because it was like 2020, this is when COVID was becoming a thing, and it was just starting to like trickle into the news, Um, so it was like, okay, perfect, so since it's kind of like six, let's go across the road to Bohemia, and I was like, to where? And he's like, Bohemia, and I was like, okay, 
thinking, what the fuck is this brujeria shit, right? And I'm like, I'm sitting thinking to myself, after that really nice date we had in Glasgow, you're going to take me somewhere shit that's called Bohemia, right? And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, Scott, we're probably just going in there for like a hot drink to like nurture my sore throat. So don't be too judgmental. So we went and we arrived. Oh my God, if anyone's been to Bohemia across from Waverly Station, it's like a venue, like a venue space, but it also has like a cafe bar section. It's gorgeous and it's like, it's really nice, like really nice. And I feel as though I say that with all the places I go to, but they literally were really, really nice, right? And so I got a hot chocolate and he got a coffee. We sat at the window looking out at everyone at Waverly Station and it was just kind of cute and romantic, perfect way to start the second date especially with a sore throat. I mean, I could speak and all that. It was just really sore. It was probably sore from like working, but it could have been COVID, right? I'm not going to lie. It could have been COVID. And and that was before when you had to like isolate and all that. Like, as I said, like it was before COVID became an actual thing. So it could have been COVID. Who knows? And after that, after the coffee and the hot chocolate, he was like, let me take you to this place. You're going to love it, Scott. And I was like, okay. So I was a bit, I hate when people say, let's do this, let's spring it on Scott. Like, I hate when people do that. I, I like to know the sort of format of how things are going to go that evening. Like, I like to know and I don't like things being sprung on me. As much as, yeah, they're probably going to be really, really nice, but I just, I hate not knowing. It freaks me out. It really does freak me out. But anyway, he took me up the road to the rooftop champagne bar at Market Street Hotel and oh my god so basically right we walked through this like single door or no it was two electric doors and it was straight into an elevator right and I was like where the fuck are we going right and it, it was a straight it was just like a hallway right so like you walk through these electric doors and it's like a hallway and there's an elevator at the end at the end of the hallway so we got into the elevator and I'm just kind of looking at him in the elevator, like, where the fuck are we going? Like, what are we doing here? Is this not someone's, like, apartment, like, house area? Like, is this not apartment section? And he's like, just shush and, like, watch, right? So I was like, right, okay. I don't get me, I was really nervous at this point, right? Because I'm thinking, is he, like, going to, like, mug me or something? Like, I was freaking out, right? And I didn't think, I, I knew he wasn't going to bug, mug me, but how do I know for certain? Like, I only spoke to him for, like, two months. And yeah so we got we went in and oh my god see when the elevator doors opened <gasps> wow i've never been in like like wow if you know market street hotel you know what i'm talking about right so this champagne bar was the on the rooftop and it had like the skyline of edinburgh and it was just starting to get to go like like it was just dark oh wow I can't go over it. It was gorgeous. Like, even the smell of the place, like, the littlest, tiniest things, the smell of the place was gorgeous. Like, stunning, right? So I was in love from the moment I those elevator doors opened. In love. So we sat down at the window again, looking over Edinburgh. He sat facing in, like, facing into, like, the, the bar, and I sat facing out the window, and so I kind of got to look at him and look at Edinburgh. It was quite nice. It was quite cute. And yeah, so we, we had champagne. I had, it was like a pink champagne. It was really nice. And he had another kind of champagne. 
But anyway, we both had champagne, but it was so, so expensive. Like, don't get me wrong, I've been to like really, really classy sort of bars, and I like a classy bar, but this was the classiest bar I've ever been to, and this is probably the most expensive bar I've ever been to. Probably, maybe, I think so, I don't know, but maybe. It was stunning, all, all round stunning, and he's like, Scott, because he found, right, okay, he found out that I love, see where I go to a really nice place, it's all about the full experience for me, it's all about the full package, I need to know everything about this place, and he found out that I love, so if I'm in a, a nice hotel, or a nice restaurant, or a nice bar, I like to check out the toilets as well, I like to check out, like, all the services that are provided to me, so, he's like, Scott, go check the toilets, and I was like, what do you mean, go check the toilets, and he's like, go check the toilets, you'll like them, and I was like, right, okay, Give me two minutes. So I got up, fucked him off, right? I was like, fuck off. I've gone to the toilet. So I went to the toilet. Oh my God. So you walk in this door. It's like a unisex toilet, right? So you walk in this door and it's like this long sort of catwalk and it has like a, a two dressing table areas so where you can dress, get your hair done and all this. Like it's like a mini salon. It was just the cutest thing ever. Then it had a massive like row of sinks, and then it was like all mirrors, and then you had like your own little toilet stalls. So like anyone could do like male or female could use those toilets, and like it wasn't like so a woman could come in that shared section with me. But then we had our own sort of toilet stall. It was like your own room, and oh my god, it was just gorgeous. And I remember recording myself walking up this catwalk in front of this mirror. It was so funny. I was dancing, and the music, the music as well, was like really classical, sort of really nice music to set like the scene, right? So I went back and sat down. I was like, oh my god, wow, this is gorgeous. Why are we here? We don't deserve to be here. And he's like, I knew you'd like it, I knew you'd like it. So, after uh, the rooftop champagne bar at Market Street, we then went to the Ivy for some martinis. And I love the Ivy, love going to the Ivy. I normally go to the Ivy in Glasgow, but I never went to the one in Edinburgh. So we went, had some martinis, but we were booked in for a table reservation at uh, Oaxaca, it was like a Mexican tapas place, another tapas place, right? But we, we were booked in there for like, I don't know, it was like half seven, quarter to, quarter to eight maybe. And so we only had one one martini in the Ivy. It was still nice. Sat at the bar again, cute. And then we went to Oaxaca. I think that's what you, I think that's what you call it, Oaxaca. It's like up there, I think it's on the same road as Harvey Nicks. I'm not sure, but I think so. From memory, it's around the corner from, um, the Ivy enemy because we wanted to stay near near to the restaurant. So we went to Oaxaca, had a lovely meal, really cool inside, by the way, loads of colours, gorgeous. And then after that we tried to go to the dome. And if you know the dome, the dome does amazing Christmas decorations. And obviously this was after Christmas. So the dome was closed because they had like they actually need to close the dome to take down the Christmas decorations because there's that many Christmas decorations. So I was a bit bummed by that because I was really looking forward to a little sh- sneaky champagne in the dome. Um, so after trying to break into the dome, I'm joking, we totally didn't try it to break in, but you know what I mean. We went to the Hanover Tap and on the way there, the person that I was with on the date, um, he was like, this is like a student bar. And I was like, all right, okay. And I'm thinking, why the fuck are we going to a student bar? Like, what? Like, who goes to a student bar on, like, their second date? Not me, okay? So I had the feeling that this is going to be a completely, like, sort of dive bar. And I was like, nah. 
get me my train now. I want to go home. Right? So that's what I was thinking. And so, yeah. So we arrived at the Hanover Tap and another really, like, stunning bar. Like, it was just a really nice... Okay, it wasn't as stunning as the other ones, but it was still a really nice bar. I would go there on a night out. And it's probably one of the fanciest student bars I've ever been to. And we had a drink in there. I think I had a vodka lemonade, vodka diet coke. Can't remember, but it was a vodka something. And yeah, so and then I was like, um, "Where's the toilets?" He's like, "Oh, they're just there, right?" So he was at the bar ordering drinks. I needed the toilet, so he's like, "Yeah, they're just there." And I was like, "Where?" So they were, they were like secret doors. They matched in, like they blended in with the like the wall design. It was really cool. And the only littlest thing that would show you that it was the male and female toilets was the coolest thing ever. Ever, it was like a tiny, tiny picture of a cat for one door, and then the other one was like of a uh, a cockerel. So obviously it's pussy and cock. So pussy females in that one and cock males in that one, and it was the funniest thing ever. I've never seen anything like that. And I laughed so much, and he laughed at me laughing at that. <laughs> so it was it was just so funny, right? So after that, uh, we had a little drink in there. It was more I think it was more sort of like a fancy sports bar, like student seats, students bar. And I think there was like football in the background. And yet, if you know me, I'm not sort of football orientated at all. So after that, he was like, "Oh, I want to take you to this place, but it's up a little lane." And I'm like, "Why the fuck are we going up a lane?" Like who does this to me? Like, don't do this to me. Don't take me up a lane. Um, and he was like, I think you'll really like it. Like, if you like ambiance, Scott, and all that sort of thing, you, you like your nice wines, I'm going to take you to this place. You'll love it. So we did. We went up this lane. It was dark. It was scary. And I just wasn't having any of it, basically. And we went through this tiny door. Because you know what Edinburgh's like? It's like, tiny in some parts and massive in some parts and it's just like a bit of mix match but it's still gorgeous anyway most of it and we ended up in a place called the Bon Vivant and it was gorgeous like this was cute it had like it was almost do you know what a muse house looks like so it's kind of like so you get your townhouse right and then behind your townhouse you get a muse house right and is that's where kind of like the way back in the day that's where you're like sort of like your house staff would stay because you had this big fancy townhouse to live in that's where your house staff would stay but now obviously a lot of people don't have house staff where they've cut it into sort of businesses um flats houses restaurants bars all that so this place was in a muse called bon Vivant and it was gorgeous it had the small little ceilings it was really really like f- full of character it was gorgeous and of course i had some bubbles <laughs> some champagne it was gorgeous loved it and yeah so went in there loved it oh they also had these amazing amazing like candles so it was like a bottle of alcohol emptied then you put a can- candlestick in it and he specifically asked for the verclico table because obviously I love Verve Clico. And he did. He got me the Verve Clico table. And it was just really cute. Um, But yeah, so we, we sat there. And I just loved the, all the decorated the decor. It was just lovely. Beautiful. And then it was getting to that time where I had to like keep an eye on when my train was going to take me home. Because I made sure I was getting the last train. And so he's like, we've still got time to spare. Like You've got like another sort of 45 minutes until your train. 
So ended up, we ended up having, after having such a really classy, classy night, we ended up at Spoons and back down to reality. <laughs> so we went to Spoons for a quick vodka uh, so I could catch the train home. Got the train home and I had a sneaky kiss in Waverley Station. I don't, I'm not a person of PDA, but we had a sneaky kiss in Waverley Station and I just loved it. Like, that was the best second date ever. And that's kind of how it went. So, like, one week he came to Glasgow, next week I went to Edinburgh, and so on and so on. I'm not going to talk about all the dates because there was quite a lot. And skip to the Valentine's Day dinner. So, we were doing Valentine's Day dinner on Valentine's Day. We were doing it on the 12th of February because obviously Valentine's falls on the 14th of February. We done it on the 12th. And I think that was a Thursday from memory I think it was a Thursday and he was coming to Glasgow that week so he's like I'll come to Glasgow you book the restaurant for a table reservation and yeah like do whatever you want so I was like cool so I booked to go to Spuntini's and if you know Spuntini's it's gorgeous as well it's a beautiful little restaurant Italian gorgeous so went there and I was like also, we did because it was Valentine's Day, we didn't really do presents, but he didn't know I was doing presents for him, so I just done a present for him. Um, so I said, listen, since it's Valentine's Day, I'm really enjoying your company, all this, all that. I've got a, like a family friend that owns a hotel in Glasgow, and I've managed to book a room in his hotel, and um, I've got tickets to go see a naughty hypnotist show at night. Like, I think it was like, the next month that was going to be arranged so I was like yeah so like come like it's all on me kind of thing because uh, he'd done so much for me throughout the time we were speaking and seeing each other and dating and all that I was kind of like right okay I've done this and I don't want to not take it because it's going to be a good time it's another like date night let's say and so yeah so we had dinner we had starter he had this gorgeous starter it was like asparagus and it was gorgeous so next time I'm going I'm going to have asparagus um I think I've already been and had asparagus with my friend but I'm going to get it all the time because it was gorgeous and then we had dessert dessert was gorgeous my dessert was huge I'm trying to remember what it was but it was kind of like I said something like a naughty innuendo, right? And then there was these two women sitting beside us and they laughed at us because of what I said. And um, the person I was with, he just like was like, oh, head in his hands, like, oh God, you did just say that. And I didn't mean to say it, but I said it. But I was definitely talking about the dessert. I can't remember what I said. It's going to kill me if I can't remember. Um, But yeah, so had um dinner in Spuntini's and then after that we got where did we go i can't remember oh oh i forgot to tell the main part of the dinner so the main topic of the dinner of what he spoke about i need to talk about this he was telling me how because he had this really good job i knew about his good job all this blah 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 stuff right so he was telling me how he's going to get relocated for work to leeds because the money is better and i was like all right okay not what I want to hear on Valentine's Day, well, our Valentine's Day dinner thing, you know, and he's like, yeah, I'm, and I was like, right, okay, and what, are you going to do it, what's going to happen, like, you love, like, being in Edinburgh, you've got your own place, like, what about family, do you know anyone in Leeds, all this kind of thing, and it was kind of like, nah, I don't know anyone in Leeds, 
I love being in Edinburgh. I love having my house. I love being with my family, like, like being around the corner from my mum and near my like nie- uh, niece and nephew, all that kind of thing. I just kind of don't want to go. But I don't know if I should go because the money is really good. And I was like, right, okay, do you know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be supportive here and I'm just going to go do what's right. Like, do what you want. But inside I was kind of like, he better not pick. Go to Leeds. How dare he? Like, what the fuck? I'm not putting in all this effort for him to go to fucking Leeds. And so I tried to stay, stu- I tried to stay super supportive, but I really didn't want him to go. And before I knew it, dinner quickly ended and... I was like, so what's happening? Are we, bo- are we going for drinks? Are you going to get train home? What are we doing? So we did. We went to the social for a good couple of drinks. It was nice. And then he got the train home. And then the day of Valentine's Day, so the 14th, this was two days later. So we're getting up to where, what happened to me, right? It's a long, long story. I'm very sorry. But we're getting there. We're getting there. I had to give you all the backstory, you know. I'm... So I was working on Valentine's Day, he was working on Valentine's Day and I had this um, friend that like, um, so it's another girl called Sophie that I worked with and she's gorgeous, she's Irish and she's so sweet and she was like, uh, we were doing this thing in work where like you had these little, 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 little love notes that were shaped in hearts and you were to write a message on this love note about the person you wanted to give it to and you can put whatever you want on this love note so basically short and long and short of it was my friend Sophie in work she gave me a gorgeous little note and I'll see if I can try and find what she said let me have a quick quick look oh I don't know if I can find it let's see let's see let's see but it was just like a cute little like note it was nothing major but it was cute it like touched it It was like a little sweet spot like it was cute um so yeah, it said, Scott with one T, you're my fave drama king. Uh, the bank wouldn't be the same without you. And she knew I was kind of going through a hard time with my work at that point, And that would really sort of help me. So I took a picture of it and I sent it to the person that I'd been on all the dates with and was starting to get to know. We didn't ever really put a thing on it, like a label on it. We were just sort of like, I think it was exclusive. I hope it was exclusive because I was being exclusive. Um, but yeah, so we, were, we didn't really put a thing on it, but I sent it to him. I said, oh, look how cute this was. My, this my friend done this for me. Oh, and by the way, I sent him a cute little like message, like Valentine's message saying, happy Valentine's Day, all that kind of thing that morning. Um, but yeah so after I sent those sort of like two messages I didn't hear anything back and I was kind of like hmm what the fuck's happening here it's fucking Valentine's Day I want my fucking Valentine's Day message now please (laughs) and so I was sitting there thinking do you know what he's probably working he's probably busy let's just leave it right Wait, wait until he's finished work and I didn't hear anything I didn't hear anything all night all night right and then so me being me starts to freak out and I'm going hmm what the fuck's going on (laughs) like why am I not being treated properly here so me being me starts to like look at things and to like start like dissecting everything and I got into the point where our conversation the day before he said something really interesting to me, right? So we were talking about his... Oh, shit. 
sorry, it's just because I'm on WhatsApp just now. And he came on. Oh, right, okay. It's because I'm on WhatsApp reading these messages just now. And he's just went online. But he he won't care. Like, I don't give a damn. He probably won't see. But I shit myself there. Sorry, I need to compose, compose. So we were talking about his job. And... Uh, he knew, like, uh, my, my papa was going through health issues, so he was asking about how my papa is, all that kind of thing. And um, I said, so what, what are you thinking about your job? Are you going to take it? Just, like, general conversation. And he said he wasn't sure. He thinks his head was fried right now. Um, he says, I'm going to spend tonight and tomorrow um, trying to think about it. And then he went on to say, I'll come back to you. Full stop. Promise. Kiss. So I was like, hmm, okay. And I was like, yeah, just let me know if you need anything. Like, I'm always here for you, that kind of thing. Don't worry about it. Oh, God, he's been online again. Right, okay, get me off this. So I, that's what he said. He said, I'll come back to you. But I didn't, at the time, I didn't really think of that as like a major thing I'd come back to. I didn't really understand what it meant, right? But looking back after like, valent, like my Valentine's Day extravaganza, it made a lot of sense. He was dumping me. But why why would he come back to me? Why would he dump me and then come back to me and tell me he's going to come back to me without telling me he's dumping me? Do you get what I mean? So, yeah, the long and short of it was I sent him a cute Valentine's message. I showed him the message I got from my friend, which I clearly stated was a ghetto. So it's not as if he was getting jealous or anything. And... I got dumped. I got dumped on Valentine's Day. How depressing. And so I remember it so well. And I was so pissed off at the fact that I'd, you know, the present. He was like, let's not do presents, right? I was so fucking pissed off that I'd done a present for him. And I said, oh, listen, do the hotel thing on me and um, we'll go to that hypnotist show. So that was all on me. Okay, I don't really mind. And you know what? I didn't give a fuck, like, I just didn't bother going to the hotel or the hypnosis show. I didn't even sell the tickets either, like, I just couldn't be fucked. I just spent the money and didn't go, basically. So, I was at a bit of a low, low mental state, let's say, after what I, how I'd been treated and all that, and starting to really, really like this person, and for how they treated me, I don't think it was nice, I don't think it was fair. So what I done, and not retaliation, but to build me back up was, I think it was like the couple of days after Valentine's Day, I decided, fuck it, I'm going to be better than, bigger and better than him, he can go to fucking Leeds, I don't care, I'm going on a city break, a solo city break, and I went to London by myself, I was like, fuck it, I want time off work, I want like a week off work, give me a week, I want a week now, and I was, I was in a horrible state, like I was just so demanding, so, I was just so bad, right, and I was like, I want a week off, I need a week off, I need time to think about everything, process it, and then I'll come back and I'll be fine, so I did, I went to London, I stayed in a really nice hotel, and basically I lived quite nicely down in London, for however, I can't remember how long I was there, and I loved it, I was having uber luxes everywhere, I was going for coffee in the morning, I had jogs around Hyde Park, I went to the Ritz for chips, like, who does that stuff, right, I done fancy tours around London, I looked hot as fuck, I went to Harrods, like, I was, I was doing it, I was doing it, right, and I was just having a great time doing it, 
and I got myself back into like, do you know what? I don't need this. Like, I, I, I don't care. Do you know what? Move on. Like, I'm doing fine now. Like, I was just loving my life. And especially after that nasty breakup. Breakup that didn't really even happen, but it did happen, right? And I just needed that time to, like, sort of alone time to process it and, like, put it in a box and put it on the shelf. That kind of thing. Like, just deal with it, put it away. That kind of thing. So I did. And it was the best time ever. And you know something? I can't wait to go back to London because it was like straight afterwards we went into lockdown and I've not been back since. And I can't wait to go back because I had the best time and I loved it. And probably that was like the best time of my life. Like I I got like I got myself on Tinder again. I was meeting, not meeting, I was matching with loads of people. And like, I was just loving it. It was just like a bachelorette sort of lifestyle. It was quite, it was quite cool, but it was, yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. And... I went to all these nice bars, all that. It was just great. And that was the best way to sort of, for me to sort of process things in that moment in time. And like, go away, Scott, have your few days in paradise and then like, deal with it, like deal with it separately, that kind of thing. I just loved it. It was just the perfect way for me to do it. And I've honestly never looked back. Like I've not heard from this person ever since, apart from seeing he's still alive and going on WhatsApp when I was on it, reading his messages. Uh, so I know he's alive. I know he's not dead. And yeah, so, oh, well, we move, don't we? We move and he won't be the last and he won't be the first. Is that how you say it? He won't be the first and won't be the last. Oh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. I fucking, I've spoken enough today. I need a drink and I'm going to burp, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, that was how I got dumped on Valentine's Day. And as I said at the start, the message about this, if it's too good to be true, it probably is or isn't. I can't remember how you word that, but you know what? I can't be bothered Googling it. But you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, like all those dates and going to all these fancy nice places, stuff that I like, champagne, all this, all that, hotel suites, tickets to here, all this, all that, that was great, but it obviously didn't mean anything, like, it obviously, like, it was too good, like, it was just too good to be true, do you know what I mean, like, it was just all sort of false, it was just like a, a facade, and don't get me wrong, it made me, like, learn a lot of things, like, I don't need someone that's going to, like, give me all these nice things. And don't get me wrong, it was, like, it was on a, like, 50-50 thing. Like, I'd pay for one day, he'd pay for the next day. Or it would be, like, a, I'd pay for one round, he'd pay for the next round. And that that kind of thing. So it, it was sort of, like, equal. But we just kind of lived that sort of nice sort of dating life together. And it was, like, a really nice sort of excessive dating life. I spent tons of money. But... I hope mum doesn't hear this because mum will go crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, it was just sort of like all these fancy places to go to. Like, obviously too good to be true. Do you know what I mean? Too good to be true. But that's what I like everyone to take away from that, my experience and my, uh, that's my message. And if you ever do get dating someone and you're starting to feel these things, like, don't let it put you down, don't let it go, oh, this is too good to be true, because it, it could be true, like, it could be, like, everything, but just keep your wits about you, just, like, remember, like, I remember I listened to Scott's podcast, and he had this experience, I think I'm going through the same thing, like, 
don't get too attached so quickly. That's my biggest thing is I get attached so quickly and I put all my eggs in one basket and to the point when I drop that basket or the basket's stolen off me, oh, it breaks my heart. All those eggs are cracked. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just, and that's my biggest problem. I always find myself in that situation and I don't know how to sort it. So if anyone can help with that sort of situation, let me know. But yeah, so that's the message I'd like everyone to take take from my little experience and all my little dates and how I was dumped on Valentine's Day. Like, of all the days to do it, Valentine's Day. Like, even like this year, I looked back and I was like, oh, like so this Valentine's Day, like this year's Valentine's, I looked back at last year's and I was like, oh, lovely. I was dumped this time last year. Beautiful. <laughs> um, But oh well, do you know what? Your perfect person is out there for you and they're just waiting they're just waiting there. They're probably waiting for you. You're probably waiting for them. And one day you'll find each other. Like, it will work. Like, it will happen. Um, you maybe you maybe even know the person. You maybe even walked past them in town. You maybe even spoke to them. You maybe even work with them. You maybe even hate them, but don't know you're going to love them. Like, that, like, everyone has their someone. I know I've got my someone. I don't know who my someone is yet. Well, maybe I do. Maybe I do know who that someone is. But I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Love is a crazy thing. Do you know what I mean? Love is mental. Um, But yeah, I hope we all enjoyed this week's episode of the Gay Best Friend podcast and how I was dumped on Valentine's Day. Feel free to laugh at me. Um, But yeah, so I hope we all enjoyed it. And I really hope to see you all back for the next instalment of the Gay Best Friend podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs>